Magnificent morning, folks. This is Jay Jameson with Her Story Podcast. Her is an acronym for Heroic, Empowering, and Resilient. And this is a self-improvement, self-acceptance, and women empowerment podcast. My main purpose is to encourage, empower, and motivate all women by highlighting their personal stories of triumph over adversity. Each of us has a story, an illness, a financial burden, a dead-end job. In general, unforeseen circumstances can make you feel isolated or alone. But when you feel like you've hit rock bottom, it doesn't mean that it is the end of your story. It is within the darkest nights we produce the brightest stars. There are women out there who have gone through the very same barriers you are facing today, but they didn't give up. In fact, they use their difficulties to mold them into strong and resilient women. And if they can break through their hardships, so can you. Because you are her. Heroic, empowering, and resilient. Good morning, audience. So happy for everyone to join us today. Um, as always, I'm presenting to you an empowering and a magnificent woman this morning. I have with me Miss Ashley Little. She's the CEO and founder of Ashley Little Enterprises, LLC. It encompasses her media, consulting work, writing, ghost writing, book publishing, book coaching, project management, public relations and marketing, and empowerment speaking. In addition, Ashley is also an award-winning serial entrepreneur, TV radio host, speaker, host, philanthropist, investor, and five-time best-selling author, and she is also a proud member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Ashley Little, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, Janae. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for the opportunity to be on your platform. I'm excited for this interview today. Most definitely, Ashley. And I'm just, I'm really excited because you are a woman of so many different accolades and it's very important that we discuss the healthy work-life balance. You know, um, many people aspire to be on your level. Many people aspire to balance so many different projects and really be a serial entrepreneur. Now, when we previously spoken, um, you mentioned that you're the president and CEO of your company. And you're a serial entrepreneur by night. But what actually led you there? You know, there were personal life experiences and journeys that led me to my entrepreneurship journey. So if you could just give us a little more information about who you were maybe within college and what experiences led you to be an entrepreneur. Well, I've always had an entrepreneur spirit since a young age, right? You know, I have a little baby the club and all this stuff. You know, selling the lemonade outside and lemonade booths. So I always had an entrepreneur spirit since an early age. But what really pushed me out into entrepreneurship was when I faced some extreme discrimination in corporate America, right? Mm -hmm. And so I wrote my first book on it. I was part of a collaboration for my first book, and it was called Dear Fear about two and a half years ago. And that was the first time I was really vulnerable about a lot of things that have happened, you know, throughout my career. And I mean, I'm still in corporate America by day, but going through, uh, you know, that season of extreme discrimination, you know, because I'm a woman in executive level positions, you know, um, facing those different challenges that I had to experience really pushed me out into uh, creating, wanting to create my own and wanting to create my own legacy. So that's really what I would say that really pushed me out into entrepreneurship. And since those, and since that season about two and a half years ago, um, uh, my, writing my first book is really what took the first step because 
first time sharing my story, right? And right. so it was definitely a big relief for me. Um, it was empowering. And since I, you know, that really turned the corner for me, you know, as far as really uh, pressing down and focusing on uh, entrepreneurship. And from there, I've created multiple businesses. Multiple doors have opened, multiple opportunities just from sharing my story. And that's why I tell people, everybody has a story. And if it just changes one life, you've done your part, right? And just when I shared my story, I remember so many people coming to me that were, you know, experiencing those challenges that were going through that right now as a black woman in corporate America. And, and I even had some black men come to me and say, you know, thank you for sharing that because I've experienced that as a black man. Yes, most definitely. Yeah, and I thank you so much for sharing that because that's one of the sole purposes of Her Story podcast for women, especially, again, women of color to share their stories of how different life experiences have led them into triumph. So um, you said you're a um, five-time best-selling author. So do all of your books, are they based on life experiences? Are they self-taught books? Can you give us more information about the genres of the books that you've written so far? Um, they've been about life experiences and, and then some self-help books, right? So, I mean, my first book was Dear Fear, a part of that collaboration project. I've led many other ones, you know, the making of a, a true business successful woman. I write about, you know, business books as well. So, I, that, life, self-help, uh, the Girlfriend Coach Sorority Edition. So, I mean, I have a couple different ones that, and, that, and that's actually one where I'm the visionary author and I have about 16 authors that I actually first did. And I mean, I've written about 12 books now. I'm a publisher. I publish books as well. So, for our listeners that are ready to share your story, let's talk about it. I mean, I build projects. So, all of that, you know, just from writing my story has just opened up so many doors and so much uh, creativity to be able to help other people. And I mean, I'm getting ready to launch some parties over the next week or so. And it's just been amazing. The journey has really, really been amazing. So yes, I write about, you know, like I say, the business, self-help, life. But those are just some of the topics that I stick to. Definitely. So as you think about those past experiences within corporate America, and you know, when you first uh, put the pen to the paper and began writing and sharing your story, did you ever imagine that it would take you to where you are today and that so many doors would be open? Like what was your sole purpose at that time? Was it just simply just to share your story and form a, a relatable experience with others? Or was it then at that time that you were looking for an outlet or just a simple way out because of so many things that had shaped and that had caused um, difficulty within your work environment. Well, what I was I'm a private person, so when I was getting ready to write my story, I remember it. At first, I, I didn't. I, I wanted to write it, but I had some. You know, I was a little scared at first. I was very scared because I was like, it's my first time being vulnerable. It's my first time really sharing my story, right? Because everybody see the, the, the accolades and the accomplishments, but they don't see the journey, right? Right. And it's a process. It's a process. So trust me, when you see the wins, understand that it's always a process and it always, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't easy. And so uh, I remember writing it and I mean, I got very, I was very emotional, of course, because it was my first time sharing my story, very vulnerable. So it was a very scary process, but then, you know, I thought about it, I was like, you know, my story needs to be told. You know, I know I can help somebody, but not just one person. And that's what motivated me. And I remember my first book signing, it was just an emotional day, but it was such a relief because I was, that was my first time ever sharing some of my journey. Most definitely. And so 
I would also want to just propose a question to centered on your work-life balance. You know, we often hear the quote, like, you know, uh, sleep is for, is for the rich or sleep is for the dead, you know, but um, really being healthy and be being yeah. able to balance work and life. Like you do so much and it's really just uh, very inspiring when I read your biography and when I see uh, um, a very uh, smart and intelligent and a young black woman that can do so much. But how do you actually balance that work and life balance and how do you find time for yourself? Because I know at times when... Um, when you're very passionate about the work that you do, it's often, you know, um, it's not, it doesn't feel like it's work, you know, when you're passionate about something, but life can take you, um, many different uh, places. And at times you really do need that time just for yourself to sit back and to relax. So how are you able to stay motivated to put business, um, ahead of yourself, but how do you find that time to just balance and relax as well? Well, I've, I've not always been the best with that, but I have gotten way, way better. <laughs> and so I would say extreme, extreme prayer, definitely extreme prayer, um, you know, keeping my, you know, spiritual life together. And then, of course, working out, making time to work out, even if it's just 10 to 15 minutes a day, right? I make sure that I put the time in to work out and get my workout in because that mental space is so important, right? Our mental space and our physical space. So, you know, taking that time to work out, taking that me time to myself, I've learned to do that, you know, whether it's, um, you know, going to get a massage or whether it's just me reading a book or just me turning my phone off. So having that balance keeps me creating, right? Because I do believe that you have to have that balance in order to continue to create and to continue to create healthy, like you said, being healthy is, is, is key because if we're not healthy inside out, then we can't be, we're not going to be healthy for nobody else. We're not going to be helpful to nobody else. So I had to learn that and it has been great for me. So that's really how I manage my time is making sure I make time for myself every day, right? Make time for myself, even if that requires me just having some silence for a good you know, 30 minutes to an hour, but it's just re, uh, it helps me get back refocused. So I make sure that I do that because I do know that I do a lot and I have a good schedule too, but you know, I have certain days for certain, um, businesses and certain projects. So that's how I have been tracking myself. And I'm thankful that I'm in a good place now. Cause I mean, I've all, I haven't always been there, you know, so I had to, um, change some things in order to make sure that I'm continuing to be successful in everything that I'm doing. Right. And thank you so much for sharing that because in, in the age of the, the serial entrepreneur, I think it's very important that we're very transparent and that we keep it real. And that in times like this, it's very important that we find the little small things that make us happy. Like for me, for instance, I have to get up in the morning. When I wake up in the morning, I open up my window. And so when I do my prayer and meditation, it's just something about when that sunlight hits my skin and um, I'm just, you know, I just, I'm in full force then and I'm ready to begin my day, but I have to have my cup of tea. If I don't have my cup of tea, literally, it's so hard for me to do my day-to-day tasks and projects and things. So those are the things that really keep me going. So um, I thank you for sharing that about the importance of work-life balance and you have your own podcast and um 
TV uh, reality show. I was a part of that yesterday, a uh, seat at the table. And you asked me a, a question that stuck out to me. You know, what does it mean for you to create a seat at a table, at the table? And so I want to give that same question to you. But with that question, what does it mean to um, create a, t- a seat at the table for others, because you have so many multiple projects and so many different companies. Um, I was very impressed yesterday that you had some interns and um, folks that were under you and working for you as well. And I think it's so important that we create different platforms, different pathways for people to learn from us and to share our resources and build other members on our team. So, um, you're at a great space right now in terms of balance in the project. So what does it really mean for you to create a seat at a table for other people or for other women? And, and I'm glad you asked that because I love answering this question. I think it's so important for us to reach back and forth forward, right? Because I'm a big believer in a successful leader reaches back and pulls forward. And when you're at the table that you make room for others, right? Right. Because, you know, that's the key to success. That's the key to getting to the next level is making room for others and helping others, right? And I always tell people, like, when you're collaborating with people and when you're working with people, you should always be thinking about how can I help that person? It shouldn't be about what can that person do for you. How can I help that person? Because when you make room for others, your blessing will make room for you, right? Yes, so I'm yes. a big believer in, that's why I named my platform and my show and my brand, Creating Your Seat at the Table, because I believe in that. And I believe in reaching back and pulling forward. And thank you for being on the show yesterday. It was an amazing, powerful interview. And thank you for realizing that impact of the interns. Yes, I have a couple, you know, different interns that I do because I believe in helping others, right? Because a lot of us didn't have that when we were in college. I didn't have that person to uh, help us, you know, get get down the road and not make some of the mistakes that we made. So I'm very big on helping our younger generation as well because they do need to see that it can be done. They do need to see that it is worked and that if you be consistent and you put the work in, you can build any table that you want to build and you don't got to wait for nobody to give you a seat. If they don't give you a seat, build your own table, walk through your own door, build your own door. Yes, yes. I love that. I love that. You know, it is very important that young, our younger generation hears that message now, because if I would have known now, um, if, you know, if I would have had the opportunity to speak to a younger Janae who was 19 or 20, 21 in college, I would have taken that opportunity to apply to many different internships. I was set on one path in terms of my career. And so it took life experiences and a journey and for me to try different things that led me to where I am now. But had I had someone within my life, such as yourself, speaking to the younger generation, telling them about uh, self Uh, experiences and life's journeys and creating different opportunities, you know, that experience may have been shaped a little differently. And so if any young people are listening right now, please pay attention to those that are in your life that have multiple projects. And if they present different opportunities to you, take advantage of those things. Only you will be able to determine what your passion is and how you'll be able to live your life and creating that own seat for yourself. So that was um, a key, key, key to um, things that were going going to shape and develop you as you get older. So um, 
in spite of what's going on right now with COVID-19, it's, it's a harsh reality for others. Um, I'm very big in policy and advocacy and um, focusing on what's going on now and creating different policies to help people, specifically, you know, people of color and within the, the city of New Orleans, where I currently reside. Um, I am a resident of Louisiana, but I've been in New Orleans for almost two years now, and I love this city, but... With COVID-19, it's, um, you know, the reality and the livelihood of others have, you know, have, have shaped and changed forever. And what's disappointing to some people is this may have been the height of a new year for someone who just launched their new business in January or February. You know, they were excited. They put in the work and now, you know, the time was now and then this happens. So what do you, what advice do you give to someone who may be an aspiring, aspiring entrepreneur and didn't get the chance to launch their business or those who just recently launched their business and now they're faced with the realities of not being able to actually um, put their business up off the ground because of what's going on within the world? I would say, you know, stay positive, right? It's so important that we stay positive and we have the right people in our ear and around us. There's so much going on in the media and so much going on where, you know, everybody has their own, you know, view of it. And yes, the, the harsh reality is a lot of things, it, it, it is, it has gotten bad. But we have to stay positive about it, right? And understand that this is a season to create, right? Create, create, create. Even if you have to restart and reset, mm-hmm. don't stop. And be consistent, right? Be consistent, stay focused. It just it is the season to stay focused and stay positive, knowing that this too shall pass. And I'm a big, strong believer in prayer, you know, and knowing that that it is a light at the end of the tunnel, but we got to stay positive because your thoughts become reality, right? Your thoughts become reality, and it's so important that we tell ourselves and we see it, even if it's not looking like that right now, we have to speak life, right? And speak those things that we want to happen into our life. Be careful what we say out of our mouths, right? Be careful what we say out of our mouth in this season. And so I would tell any entrepreneur to keep going, stay focused, even if you have to reset, even if you have to adjust some things, Stay focused, keep going at it. Trust me, this is not the time to stop. This is not the time to quit. This is not the time to be fearful. Understand that it is a light in the tunnel, and we just got to keep that positive attitude. And I know sometimes it's hard, but we just got to stay focused. And then, you know, even when we have a moment, take your moment, and then come back and go, come back and start back strong, right? But it's so important in this season to have the right people in your ear, those mentors, those coaches that are there that to help you see that other side because I'm, I'm very big on if you're the smartest person in your circle, you need a new one. And I'm so thankful for my mentors and my coaches to keep me on track, you know, to, to just see the other side of it, right? So that's what I would tell everybody is just to, you know, stay focused, keep pushing, don't give up, remain consistent, you know, even if you have to readjust some things or reset, just don't give up. Definitely. It is so important for you to create a positive mindset, you know, uh, as a man thinketh, he is, you know, um, one of my favorite authors is James Allen. And he really focused on the power of the tongue and how you can create your own reality just based off of your thoughts. So we have to be very mindful about the things that we think, because it is so often when I'm in here by myself and I'm thinking, you know, oh, I wish this would happen. I wish that would happen. And Ashley, I kid you not, sometimes within a 
week, sometimes within a few days, I see these things coming into a reality or someone calls me and lets me know of good news or something has passed. But just as easy as I thought something positive and that has happened into my life, if we put negative thoughts into our head, it can attract something negative as well. So it's always important that we stay focused and that we remain consistent. So thank you so much for sharing that because in, in lieu of what's going on right now, it's easy for us to be encouraged. So we have to remain faithful and we have to have those people in our lives because um, it's important that we receive a reassuring mindset. Sometimes it's, it's hard for us on our end. If I'm the one that's constantly encouraging and motivating Who's going to encourage and motivate the motivator? So with, with you saying that it's important that we have mentors and coaches in our life to speak words of power to us as well, that's so important because it can be uh -huh. draining at times when folks are constantly pouring into you and you don't have anyone um, to pour into. So thank you for that. Now, you said that you have a lot of upcoming projects. I know you're working on a new book. Can you give a little more information of some upcoming projects that you have? Because I want people to be sure they're tuning into the different things that you have upcoming on your TV show, your um, your radio show, your podcast, different books that you have out there, and so many different ways that folks can contact you and reach you for your services as well. So, yes, I have a couple of different projects coming up, but I have one particular one I would like to talk about. It's HBCU Experience Movement, LLC. I am one of the founders of this amazing movement and company, and our goal was to create a movement to give back to our HBCUs by sharing our stories, and not only sharing our stories, but giving back financially, right? Mm -hmm. And so we founded this um, uh, company last year, and we went back to my alma mater, North Carolina A&T State University, gave back over $8,000, and now we're getting ready to bring out Tennessee State in the next week or so, Virginia State and some more schools. So uh, our goal is to give back to our HBCUs and, w and raise awareness for our HBCUs. So that's what it's about. It's about giving back and helping our historically black colleges and universities because we all know that they need our help. And not only do that, but document our stories, right? And it's so important for us to document our stories. It's so important for us to document our stories. So I'm excited about these projects that are getting ready to be released. I have some um, other projects coming up with my publishing company with some people who are writing their books, their solo books, their collaboration books. And I'm getting ready to bring them out as well in the next couple of weeks. So I'm just excited to be able to not only continue to give back, but also help others birth their dreams, share their stories, and get to the next level. And yet, as far as my um, other, my parent company, Ashwood Enterprises, and my TV and media, um, creating your seat at the table, I love interviewing um, high-level influencers and people in corporate American business owners and authors that are doing great things in the world and are really creating their seat at the table. So have some great things that will be coming up with that soon in the next couple months. So I'm just excited for all the things that God has in store, the things that are going to be birthed. And that's why I'm sticking to it. In 2020, it's a year of manifestation and a decade of miracles. I'm sticking to it. Yes. Thank you so much for just 
sharing your story, but also highlighting the, the importance of just being positive and the power of manifestation. Shout out for um, you know your project and your innovativeness in terms of supporting HBCUs. I myself, I'm a two times graduate from Southern University Baton Rouge, and I will tell you that my experience at Southern University has really shaped me into my career, has shaped me into who I am as a woman, and to be a strong and God-fearing Black woman. And um, I will always say that, you know, Janae, pre-HBCU and post-HBCU is two completely different people, but I'm grateful for both of them, but I'm so grateful for Southern University. So I thank you so much. And hopefully within the future as well, we can do um, a collaborative project and focus on, um, you know, bringing Southern University uh, into your project as, as well. Absolutely. We are definitely going to get Southern University in there because our goals touch all 107 HBCUs. And the way yes. listeners can follow me, because I forgot to say that, is on Facebook at Ashley Little, on Instagram at underscore Ashley A. Little. And you can also follow the HBCU Experience Movement on Instagram at, at the HBCU Experience Movement on Instagram as well. Thank you so much, uh, Ashley. Thank you so much for taking your time out of your busy schedule. And especially just thank you for still being so positive, innovative, in lieu of what's going on around us. So folks, there you have it, Miss Ashley Little, the serial entrepreneur. And in closing, always remember that your story is not solely for you. It's meant to be shared with other women and provide hope to those facing similar situations. You don't have to be ashamed and you definitely don't have to be afraid to share your story because you are a victor, you are a winner, and you will not be defeated. You declare growth and prosperity over your life and troubles don't last always. You are brilliant, bold, and beautiful. You are her heroic, empowering, and resilient. And if you are inspired, uplifted, or encouraged in any way today, I encourage you to please follow her story underscore podcast on Instagram. And you can listen on SoundCloud, Google Play, or Apple Music. And there you have it, folks. This is Jay Jameson with her story, and we're out. <laughs>